The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Afternoons with Mike here on the Shepherd Radio. On the line with me right now, Sam Sorbo. Been on my program a couple of times already, and uh, many people will realize that Sam was an actress turned now educator with a real heart for God. Sam Sorbo, welcome back to my program. Well, it's so nice for you to have me back. I, I really appreciate it. And I'm so enthusiastic about this film because I think it really sheds light for people who are struggling with what they're seeing in the school systems today, what they're seeing from their teachers and what their children are bringing home. Um, And so I think this film will really help those people sort of name it and claim it in terms of educating their kids. And the film that uh, she is referring to is the U.S. Pies film, United States Parents Involved in Education, and it basically is entitled Truth and Lies in American Education. And Sam, I know that during the lockdown, you and I had a chat about what was going on in that year, in 2020, so many people finding themselves being home educators because their kids were sent home from public schools, and it's not quite the same mindset or actuality. Wouldn't you agree? Well, absolutely. So Truth and Lies in Education uh, is more about what's gone wrong in our education system and how it got so wrong. And then it, it also goes into what to do about it. What we talked about previous was just this idea that all of a sudden the, the onus was, again, on parents to educate their own children at home under the school's tutelage. Right. And the problem with that is the schools don't educate, which is what the film shows, right? The schools are not really interested in the education of your children. They're more interested in schooling your children and teaching them uh, in the ways of Marxism and the ways of, uh, you know, uh, secular humanism and that Christianity is wrong and that all world religions are the same and survival of the fittest is the law of the land and all of these these lies, really, uh, that have invaded our school system. And you and I both know that those are untruths. And so for Christians especially to be sending your children into this system of indoctrination, which now I don't know if you saw it, Mike, there was a school superintendent who literally said, We've got the indoctrination of the children in mind, and what I mean is the enculturation of the children. He said, like, but he even said the quiet part out loud. And we're seeing this more and more with these teachers who are coming out and saying, oh, I want to talk about sexual sexual, uh, things with the kids. And yes, I have a classroom of kindergartners, and we talk about sex. And you go, "But, but that's not appropriate. No, no, what you don't understand is you're not appropriate for what their intentions are. You know, their intentions, you know, they their intentions trump yours. Well, their intentions are trumping parents in so many areas, so much so that we saw what happened in Loudoun uh, County, Virginia, with 
the the big uh, uproar that happened in school boards and parents were saying enough is enough. And I think they gave us a template and maybe maybe a first eye-opening experience as to what it needs to be in every city because parents are, are uh, being really cut out, if you will. I know you'd be aware of, uh, of the whole thing that's going on in Leon County here in Florida with, yeah. with uh, that whole terrible situation where a parent has a child that is given all of this information and counseling against her back without her ever knowing it. And that's part of the film too, right? Yeah, so the, the film also discusses the, those kinds of things. And I just want to point out, Loudoun County, Leon County, all of these different places, the last place you would suspect that there would need to be, you know, any kind of uproar or, or what have you. And yet, and this is what I'm trying to impress on parents with my, with my own outreach and with this film is if you think that your school is the one exception, you know, then, then you're the idiot here. Like, then you're the one with the problem. Because nobody would have thought that Loudoun County schools would have been. These are the neighborhood schools. These are the good schools. These are the schools where parents trust in what the schools have promised. And, and what I'm trying to tell people is the promises are meaningless. The promises are outdated, Mm -hmm. right? The original promise back way back 100 plus years ago, okay, that promise is no longer what's being provided. And what you have to understand is there's been a bait and switch. And so they've convinced you to send your children to them and that they will teach your children in your ways. But that's not what's happening. They've convinced you to send them your kids. How? Because they had you for 12 years. So they indoctrinated you for 12 years to think that somehow they're actually accomplishing what, what they're saying that they're accomplishing. But they're not. And you know it. Because if they had accomplished your education properly, mm-hmm. you'd be capable. You'd know you were capable of teaching your own kids. But you feel incapable. And the reason you feel incapable is because the school's core competency these days, their core competency is in teaching us how inadequate we are yeah. as individuals, full stop. And that is what they are good at. And so what I try to tell parents is don't subject your children to the same system of indoctrination that taught you you're the loser. Mm. You know, Sam, when you think about what's going on, that's happening not just in the schools, that's happening in media in general, isn't it? I mean, the whole thing about experts, you hear the word expert thrown out, and we've heard after <laughs> one after another expert about the coronavirus, about the pandemic, and we find out that the experts, half the time, I'm wondering if they know what the heck they're talking about. Well, and I'll tell you, you know, I say some outrageous things and I invite people to debate me. I, I, I welcome your emails at samsorbo.com. But when you started this conversation and you said back during the lockdown, now I ask you, I mean, we really need to step back for a moment as Americans and say, what did we, what, what was a lockdown? What do we mean by lockdown and mm-hmm. how 
how is that in any way, shape, or form constitutional? It's not. It's not. So it wasn't. actually allowed, right? We, we have allowed this completely unconstitutional anti-American uh, uh, thought to become part of our vernacular, mm-hmm. part of our acceptable terminology and our acceptable experience. And it shouldn't be. But the reason that we've even allowed it is because we went to school. And who taught us? The government. Hmm. And so we trust the government. We were taught, trust the experts. For 12 years of K through 12, we were taught, trust the experts. That's what the system teaches. And it's not the teachers. It's not the, particularly the administrator. It is the system that actually indoctrinates the child into subservience, obedience, uh, uh, trusting the experts, always looking for a teacher to show them the way, uh, to not be self-sufficient, to not be resourceful. This is what the system teaches young people. Mm -hmm. When they are young and and as malleable as possible, right? The most vulnerable among us. And by vulnerable, I mean, I mean, uh, susceptible in their mental capacity, right? So, so you're teaching very young children. You're grooming people. Yeah, grooming and almost like shaping them. That's correct. They've groomed us to obey. They've groomed us to not act, ask questions. I say this to people. The first thing you learn when you go to school is that you have to raise your hand to, to ask a question. Well, that's a deterrent to question asking in an institution that claims to value education. Well, what is education if not questioning? Mm-hmm. So it's so on the very first day you learn that education is to not question. That's that's a lie. They're actually teaching the opposite of education. Mm. They're they're doing the opposite of education. They're accomplishing the very opposite of the thing that they claim that they are set out to do. Because education should result in a thinking mind. And instead, we have a bunch of uh, automatrons who are saying, you know, please raise your mask above your nose. Please wear the mask. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Sing happy birthday. Like all of these, these trite, stay six feet apart. There's no scientific evidence that staying six feet apart is, is adequate or effective in any way, is any measure. In any measure, there's no scientific documentation for that. And that's also true with the mask. That's correct. I mean, you know, actually, Fauci, a doctor. Actually, Mike, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw that back at you for just a, you know, forgive me for this. But if you go to my website, samsorbo.com, I actually have the study from the CDC from 10 years ago. Well, it's uh, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. right? That predates COVID, and it's a CDC study. I downloaded it off the CDC website that that tested various cloth masks and found them completely ineffective. Completely mm-hmm. ineffective. But if you want to go one step further, the CDC has recently released a study that shows that COVID patients who wore masks had a higher chance of dying from COVID. Wow. Well, that uh, it it certainly doesn't make any sense at all when you think about the fact that you're trying to almost, uh, you know, I still see people wearing them all the time. And it's like they're not giving themselves a enough oxygen. B, we can't live in life and really live life the way I believe we're supposed to in a bubble in some sort of hermetically sealed 
environment. That's that's impossible. And we're opening ourselves up to all sorts of other type of infections. If our immune system gets damaged or gets thwarted down somehow by all of this stuff that we're doing, it's insane. And yet no one seems to be bothered by that in the media. And it's just <laughs> out there. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you know, we're fighting not just the government. Yeah, they've been schooled, not educated. Yeah. And trust me, you know, we can say we're fighting the government or the conglomerate. I say it's the bureaucracy, um, and I count the media as part of the bureaucracy. But now there's alternative media. There are other resources. The Internet is, you know, the wild, wild west. Um, And if you know how to find stuff, you can find stuff. So, you know, the onus is on you, the individual. And by the way, guess what? It was never not on you, the individual. That's right. We were taught that it wasn't on us. We were taught this. We were schooled to think that somehow the schools are responsible for educating your children. But every time parents have sued the school for failing to educate their child, to, to even just to read, every lawsuit, the judge has thrown it back in the parent's face. It's your responsibility. It's not the school's. And so what, what's happened is the schools have, have not taught us discernment, mm-hmm. and our parents have not taught us discernment. And, of course, I'm speaking in gross generalities, right, generalizations, because, because this is the way we have to speak these days. But if you consider that we've been robbing the children of their parents for decade upon decade, generation upon generation, children have been raised more in the school than by the parents. And so every generation, you say the parents have been maybe, let's say, 20% less parented than the previous generation, right? And that's, I think that's mild, but let's just consider, in how many generations are, are we actually the unparented generation? I'd say we've basically arrived there. We are virtually an unparented generation, which means we don't know how to parent, which means there's more responsibility on the schools and the schools at the same time have, have uh, they have basically absolved themselves of the responsibility of education, and now they are in, in, um, engaged in the indoctrination of children into socialism because, let's face it, the school's primary interest is in uh, pursuit of government, right? Mm-hmm. In preser- preservation of government and growth of government because the schools are the government. They're employed by the government. They are a government entity. And so, of course, their interest would be for the government, of the government, by the government, right? Mm. And yet we, are, we live in a, in a society that we say is of the people, by the people, for the people. But we're not actually adhering to that. That's right. So it's time to get back to basics. And We've that's, got... why, that's why I'm a home, a home education advocate. That's why we did the film Truth and Lies in Education, is to enlighten par- people and young parents in particular, and then... I, we can show them how to do it. It's just not that. Education is not nearly as hard as you've been schooled to think by the educators who want to keep your money and keep your business. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, and it's just not that difficult. We're born curious. We have a curious nature. By, by, by nature, we're curious. And so, honestly, education is just about asking questions. Children are all about education before they go to school. It's at school that they learn that, oh, education is hard and you have to do it according to this structure and you have to be, uh, you know, you have to conform to this rigidity. 
And that's all a lie. In fact, that's anti-educational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy but how they're there. It is crazy to go back to something you said. It is shocking. I think it's shocking for all of us. I'm guilty as much as anybody else about just the way that we were so willing to lay down during that 2020 season and uh, just kind of give up, if you will, a lot of the rights and go along and everyone's trying to think the best and everyone's trying to do the best. And then you find out, wait a minute, now this is all just, it's all just control. And what we saw happen in California, that just, that made my blood boil. I can't believe that it happened. The film that you're a part of is it's called Truth and Lies in Education. The website is truthandliesfilm.us. And I know you play a role in that. You're one of the spokespeople that uh, are interviewed in that film, right? Yeah, that's right. So so I'm, I'm interviewed as a homeschooling expert. I don't call it homeschool anymore because it's not school. <laughs> right. Stop. Yeah. Uh, because I don't believe in school. I don't believe that the teacher student paradigm is the correct paradigm. I think it's, I think it's a, an abusive paradigm. I think that schools are engaged today in child abuse. And wow. I don't fault That's the right. teachers, but I think the system is abusive to the individual. And I think that the proof of that is this grand social experiment that we've all unwittingly participated in uh, to, to one extent or another. And I mean, God bless the people who stood up and, and talked out and talked against it and, and fought against it and are still fighting against it because, man, the, um, the power and the weight of the government is on their shoulders right now, coming down hard uh, still. Um, I, I'm hearing of people at January 6th, you know, going to, going to jail, getting sentenced for, for what? When you compare it to the other things that have happened, mm-hmm. uh, the, the other riots that have happened, that, that everybody got off with a pass and they knew the people who were involved. And you have to say there's something that's happening behind the scenes here that is um, that is very nefarious. Mm-hmm. I agree. My guest today, Sam Sorbo. I'll be back with her in a moment. Don't go away. There's lots more of this to come. And we need to hear it, my friends. Afternoons with Mike. We'll be right back. Are you looking for the right franchise to open your own business? Green Flag Franchise has the experience and knowledge to help match your business plan with your goals and values. Is your business ready to become a franchise? Green Flag Franchise will help you explore the potential and benefits of franchising your existing company. For a free consultation and coaching, visit GreenFlagFranchise.com. That's GreenFlagFranchise.com. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. If you need help with your bookkeeping but can't afford to hire a full-time employee, The Good Books Company is your answer. The Good Books Company is a total bookkeeping solution, working with most industries and offering a free, no-obligation discovery session. The Good Books Company can help you clean up and catch up on all your bookkeeping needs. Visit them at goodbooks.com. That's goodbooks.com. Or call 321-356-0774. That's 321-356-0774. 
My guest today is Sam Sorbo. Sam is part of this big film, Truth and Lies in American Education. It's a new film. It's out. We've got the website here for you. Sam is one of the people that is featured in the film, truthandliesfilm.us. And I'd like to toss, if I can, a question at you. And this has to do with a lot of our listeners who may either be parents or their grandparents of children that are are involved in what they are convinced is a good public school. Now, what I'm hearing is that there's not such a thing as a public school that is free from the kind of indoctrination that you're talking about. Yes. Well, that's true. And in fact, I would argue that they're basically isn't a school that is free from the indoctrination because the people the, the people who manufacture the textbooks have manufactured the textbooks and those are the textbooks and so if your school brags about having the newest textbooks then those textbooks have the indoctrination already in them also all the teachers had to go through the teaching colleges and the teaching colleges all have the indoctrination through them. And so you're going to be hard put to find somebody who hasn't, or or somebody or some material that hasn't actually already included some of the indoctrination in some of the stuff that they're putting out. So it's sort of like in in my book, I I wrote a book called They're Your Kids. And there's a chapter in there called um, Poop in the Water. And I tell the story of this call is a hot, sunny day. You want a glass of water because you're very thirsty, and I give it to you. And it's, you know, dripping on the outside with condensation. It's a nice, cool glass of water. And as you raise it to your lips, I say there's just a tiny bit of poop in it. Are you going to still drink it? <laughs> oh, and I'm that's a great you, story. There's poop in the water. How much poop does it take to spoil the water? <laughs> that's, that's right. And so... <laughs> But, but I go even a step further because I don't care how good the school is. The paradigm of the school is damaging to a child. It has damaged you, in fact. You and I both. We went through the system, mm-hmm. and we've been damaged by the system. And so we are all, everybody now today, is what I call school injured. And so, and, and the fact is, okay, you're going to sustain injuries as you grow, Right. But these are systemic injuries that are built into the system that will affect you regardless. And so the only way to protect your child from those injuries is to not expose them to that system. Mm -hmm. One, this idea that you have to raise your hand to ask a question, that's a deterrent to learning. That teaches the child not to learn. It teaches the child not to ask questions, to wait their turn, to sit patiently. And some people would argue, well, those are good lessons to learn. Yeah, they're good lessons to learn, but not in that manner, okay? Because that manner tells the child that the child is just a cog in a wheel, and he has no, no self-authority, he has no right to, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a systemic kind of uh, manipulation that's happening to children in that, in that instance. The other thing, that the teacher is the spigot of knowledge, and so trust the experts, right? That just develops into this idea of trust the experts. And so now we have people running around with masks on because some experts somewhere told them masks were the way to go, and they don't do their own research. And if they, need a, if they, if they have a, a plumbing issue, they automatically call a plumber because they, they can't possibly imagine that they might be able to find a solution on their own. 
this is a lack of creativity that's engendered by the schools. That's why a lot of um, a lot of institutions today, business institutions, are looking to hire kids right out of high school before they go to college, where they will be further indoctrinated into this idea of uh, of a lack of self-sufficiency and a lack of creativity. Um, you know, they, they, they did studies on creativity, and they showed that five-year-olds score like a 95 percentile or 98 percentile of genius-level creativity, whereas PhDs are about 2%. You and I are probably about 2% because we went through the system. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for us to think outside the box. Well, no wonder we were raised inside the box. And I'm just telling folks, you do not have to put your children in a box for them to learn. In fact, it's better for them to not be in the box to learn. And so and, and so I encourage people, watch the film Truth and Lies in Education. Uh, go to, go to truthandliesfilm.us. And also go to samsorbo.com and sign up for one of my, my online teachings or take a look at the videos that I do. I've, and take a look at the, the TV show I've done on Epic TV. It's called um, Schools Out with mm-hmm. Sam Sorbo, and it goes through a number of these different things, like there are gaps. I've had people email me about the episode on gaps because they, they can pinpoint when the gap forms that convince them that they were not a math brain. Now, I, I ask you, is there such thing as a French brain? Is there such a thing as a social studies brain? No, there is no such thing as a math brain or a non-math brain. You were convinced that you can't do math. And the reason that I get angry about that is because I love math. Yeah, <laughs> and it I do too. me so much that with Common Core now, they are abusing children in the extreme and teaching them to hate math. And mm. I can't stand it because math is the language of logic. It's, it's gorgeous. But we've been taught math is so hard and either you get it or you don't. That's a lie. Because math is, A, it's not hard, and B, either your teacher knows how to teach you or your teacher doesn't know crap. Mm. That's the difference. Well, I, I think... teacher's the, been taught. <laughs> I think that's a lot of it right there. Your teacher went to teaching college. Your yeah. teacher was taught how to teach math. And so your teacher thinks that your teacher knows how to teach math. And I guarantee you that that's the lie. The lie is encapsulated right there because I've tutored... When I, when I went to Duke, I tutored in calculus, and I had a calculus student come to me. God bless her. She begged me to help her enough to get a D- minus on her final exam so she didn't have to take calculus again because it was oh. such torture, mm. and she was failing so badly. And her professor promised her that if she could just get a D- minus, he wouldn't flunk her out. Well, don't you know that after I tutored her for two months, she got a B-plus on her final exam, and her professor said that he'd never seen anybody improve that rapidly. Well, bully for him, he's the one who needed the lesson, not her. So I disabused her of the notion that she didn't have a math brain. So I know it can be done. You know, a funny story about that that happened to me on that. I loved math, and then I got into algebra. And initially, I'll be honest with you, I was a little tripped up. And, well, you know, this whole thing of a variable, what is X? What's this all about? I'm telling my mom about it. I said, I'm struggling with my homework. And she goes, well, let's sit and talk about it. So 
as I was sitting and kind of explaining now what what it was all about, and suddenly as I'm trying to gain my mom's help in really helping me understand it, suddenly it cleared up to me right there. And part of what math is, part of what algebra, the beauty of algebra is that you're seeking to find what you don't know, the hidden value in the variable. There's a couple of words that I think a lot of our, our school teachers are not getting today. Number one, what is value? <laughs> what is right? You got to know something good before it's you even know whether it is of value. And honestly, Sam, we've kicked God out of the schools so much. What is good is not even known anymore. And what is not good is passed as good. And that's part of the problem right there. They're getting this stuff when they don't even know they're getting it, right? Yeah. Uh, And I'll I'll go you one further uh, because everything you just said is absolutely true. And they have a system of values that they are instilling in our schools. They say it. They tell us what it is. And we subscribe to it because we were taught to subscribe to it. And that our value is college prep and career readiness, which means if you drill down to what that actually means, it's all money. And so your value is tied to money, Mike, and your value is disjointed from any kind of spiritual because the schools teach by omission. They teach that religion has no value, that spirituality doesn't exist. Heck, even in pagan times, the pagans believed that there was something beyond, that there was something more than this. I mean, we we know it intrinsically. We know that there's more than this, than than the here and now, than the materialistic. But the schools take a very materialistic approach, and they teach us by by omission to omit religion, to omit Mm -hmm. God, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, so... So you go on the school's course for you, which is college prep and career readiness. You go, you try to make a ton of money. If you don't make a ton of money, you're sad. And you say, I'm sad because uh, I didn't get the money that they told me would make me happy. And you see, you go on Prozac or whatever, you go get your drugs, right? Um, If you make a ton of money, you're still sad because you're lacking any spiritual uh, development. And so at 55, 60, you reach a point where you go, I have all this money, but I don't understand. This is all that it's about? Mm-hmm. It makes no sense to me because now I'm I'm sad and I'm depressed and I don't understand why because I did everything that they told me to do. And I grabbed the brass ring and I should be happy. They told me it, it would make me happy. And I believed them, right? And so then you buy your Lamborghini or you get a new wife or you get a better looking pool boy or what have you, right? <laughs> because you've got the money and you think that somehow the money should make you happy. And all the while what they've done is they've robbed you of the essence of what real life is, which is the meaning of life, right? Which mm-hmm. is faith, love, family, um, all, all of the good things in life, the things that are part of the epitaph and not the money. And so, you know, we have to think very closely about what our highest aspiration is for our child, because if it's a cash register, then put them in a system that teaches them that they are a cash register or a cash dispenser, right? right? An ATM. But if we don't want our children to grow up to be ATMs or to see their value as that, then maybe not indoctrinating them eight hours a day, five days a week for 12 years is the way to go. 
And here's the thing. Like, I've got solutions for people. If they just go to samsorbo.com, I'm actually doing a teaching at the end of this month. It's five days. It's an hour a day. It's called the Empowerment Challenge. Um, And it's because they are worth it, because your kids are worth it, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're worth it. That's why we're, that's why we do this This is why we have children, but we have children. They're the most important thing to us. And then we allow the government to steal them away from us. And the government makes us complicit in that grand larceny. And it kills me for parents because they have no idea what they're sacrificing when they drop their children off at school. They have no idea because nobody has taught them that they are making the greatest sacrifice of their lives when they consign their children into somebody else's care for their indoctrination. Mm. Mm. Because but rest assured, we all indoctrinate. That's what teaching is. It is the teaching of doctrine. It's just that their doctrine is so far, far away from what our doctrine is and should be, right? Our doctrine is the Trinity. Our doctrine is do unto others. Our doctrine is thou shalt not steal. Their doctrine is survival of the fittest. Mm -hmm. Their doctrine is your value is how much you earn. Their doctrine is be a good worker and obey. Their doctrine is trust the expert. Okay? So we really have to, and here's the problem. It's very difficult for us to step back away from this and, and, and use discernment. We are not taught discernment. By the way, I just want to say, math is the language of logic. Math is the extrapolation of logical thinking into a language, okay? Why wouldn't they want us to learn math? Because they don't want us to know how to think. They just want us to know what to think. Mm-hmm. Boy, that is we good stuff. To- My goodness, okay. you're on fire today, Sam. You're on fire. <laughs> oh, how- I, You know what? I, I believe in this stuff. I've done it with my own kids. I have the most um, uh, remarkable, amazing relationship with my three young, young people. So I have a 20-year-old, an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old. And when people roll their eyes and say, teenagers, what are you going to do about it? I say, you have no idea. My relationship with my teenagers never involves eye rolling. In other words, what the schools have taught us about what, what to think about relationships. And what the potential of those relationships. Behave, that's correct. Is all lies. And so my, I just, my mission in life is to set people free. It's, it's a freedom equation, okay? Yeah. It's to set people free. You've been enslaved by a system of indoctrination, and, and I can help you cut free from that. And it's a hard, this is hard work, right? It's hard to, to reconsider what you've lived your whole life about, right? Right. Especially well, if you're a career person. Well, I went to school, and I have a degree in blah, 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 and I need to work. No, you you need to focus on family. Mm-hmm. You you need to understand what the what the really important things are. You need to use discernment to make choices. You need to prioritize. We're taught in school basically not to prioritize. We're taught you can have it all. You can't have it all. And you don't want it all either. <laughs> Preach it, girl. <laughs> You're going for it. Sam Sorbo, my guest today. You know, you know, it's ironic, isn't it, that this whole movement, Indoctrination Plus, to so many people is being referred to as woke. Well, we need to wake. We need to wake up, awaken. That's what we need to do as parents and realize that, look, 
they are they're singing us to sleep they've sung many of us to sleep and all the while we haven't even talked yet about the whole aspect of wokeness that has to do with transgendered and uh, gender euphoria and all this stuff that is being taught as normal it's child abuse it's grooming it's trafficking yep it, it is nothing less than that and we all know it and we're afraid to say it why because we've been schooled not educated if we had the education to give us firmness of our convictions, if we knew that we knew how to think, then we would be standing up to this. But we know that we don't know how to think. We know that we have been taught to obey. And we know, and we know it so well that we are unwilling to go out on a limb and call it for what it is. It's child abuse. It's very well said. That is wonderful. Sam Sorbo, we thank you so much. We appreciate how God is using you and Kevin and your family and this passion that God has given you about uh, parents and you're helping people along the way. You're not just changing your own family. You're changing a lot of people. Thank you for that, Sam. Well, I'm grateful to be here and thank you for giving me a, a bit of a soapbox. And I'm, I'm glad because now I don't have to see my therapist for a few more days. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Sam Sorbo, my guest. I'll be back in a moment with Vernadette Broyles. Don't go away. This is Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. If you've considered the natural beauty of a wood floor, then go with a winner. Ability Wood Flooring has been a trusted source and family-owned and operated since 1950. Ability Wood Flooring is voted best of the best and are featured on A&E's Zombie House Flipping. Ability proudly works with Florida's top builders, winning many awards in the Parade of Homes. Get a free design consultation today. AbilityWoodFlooring.com if you are nearing 65 years of age and need to compare Medicare supplement plans, here is great news. You can speak to a licensed professional independent insurance agent at Affordable One Insurance in Orlando. You'll find them to be so trustworthy and helpful. And at Affordable One, there is no cost or obligation for your call. Comparing plans can be confusing. Get the help you need at Affordable One. Call 407-965-4166. That's 407-965-4166. Here we are for segment three on the program. We enjoyed our chat with Sam Sorbo talking about the film, talking about U.S. PIE, P-I-E, that's United States Parental uh, Parents Involved in Education. That's what that stands for, Parents Involved in Education. With me on the line right now, uh, a lady that I have talked with before named Vernadette Broyles, an attorney. She founded the Child and Parental Rights Campaign, which is a nonpartisan, nonprofit, public interest law firm. Again, she was on with me when we were talking about the Leon County case, which uh, we'll refer to that in a moment as well. Vernadette Broyles, welcome back to the program. Oh, thank you, Mike, for having me once again. It's always so good to talk with you. Well, it's really great to hear from you as well. And I was just pleased to see that you were as involved as you are in the film, 
Uh, I had the privilege of talking with Sherry Few uh, a couple of days back, and that was eye-opening what's going on from her perspective. And then, of course, just getting to chat with Sam Sorbo and and with you now, uh, both you and Sam, along with uh, Sherry's daughter-in-law, are, are real principals in this film that has been produced by this organization called U.S. Pi. And uh, this this is a shocking thing. I think it, it's shocking, Vernadette, on so many different layers. As a parent, uh, I, I, I'm just blown away that we're having to deal with this from a parent standpoint. From a, my previous years, 36 years as a pastor, I can only mm-hmm. imagine what it's like for the pastors of these families who whose children are being so uh, affected and maybe forever confused really what's going on in the public school system right now and beyond it is beyond the public school system so vernadette first of all let's talk about the film itself and your role in it what what was that like taking part in what is now a a production kind of set in almost story form uh and acted out but it's like a docudrama well you know interestingly enough i learned as much as I, frankly, more than I contributed to the film. I mean, in hearing some of my colleagues in the different disciplines that were exposing the different forms of ideology that are being propagated upon our children quite deliberately, and many are very often without the permission or the input from parents, it was uh, it was eye-opening even to me, as much as I know what's going on in the sector that I'm dealing with, which is gender ideology or gender identity ideology that's being foisted on children. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the fascinating thing and the real privilege it was for me to be a part of this project was to hear from um, very studied professionals, very credible professionals that are, that are measured in their, in their perspective. There was no sense of sort of hysteria about them or, or overstatement. But they were able to articulate the the ways in which the school systems are systematically attempting to indoctrinate children in a whole variety of ways. And of course, it's it's to greater or lesser degrees than any given school. You know, there, no two schools are precisely alike. But to see overarching uh, themes and patterns reproducing themselves in school public school systems in different states and different parts of the country that are uh, indoctrinating children on you know, critical race theory, in my case, gender identity theory, mm-hmm, or rewriting right. history, um, or, or trying to inject comprehensive sex, you know, sex education. All of these things, when you put it together, it, it sounds, I believe, a rather appropriate alarm that parents and people who care about parents and families, i.e. the faith community and, and even the mental health community, would be very wise to pay close attention to. Yeah. You know, this is, it's shocking that we're having to deal with this. You know, when we uh, first talked back uh, several months ago now, when uh, you and uh, you were representing this case in Leon County, you're very involved in that with with January Little John, uh, a mom whose daughter I believe was 13. I believe at the time 
when there she came and she was going through some of the uh, discussions that I think uh, happens with a lot of families and kids can wonder, kids can have thoughts and that's what was going on. But apparently someone in the school system picked up on this and then basically just started counseling January's daughter uh, against her back or behind her back without her permission and labels obviously have uh, already been added in the process to her daughter by the school. Uh, it's just shocking that we have to hear reports like this. And I believe, honestly, Bernadette, from my talks with people around the country, I, I believe there are many, many people who feel that that is happening in a few extreme cities, maybe mm. a few extreme school systems, uh, extreme meaning uh, far left, far progressive. But the truth from what I've heard from Sherry, uh, Sherry Few uh, is that it's much more widespread than that. It's actually pervasive throughout the United States um, public school systems. And then just, oh, would that be your opinion as well? Yeah. It is, and and just to, to to be a little bit accurate with regards to the little John uh, situation, their child I believe was twelve. I believe she was in the eighth grade, if I'm, if I'm remembering that perfectly correctly. Um, but even still, twelve, thirteen, we're, we're talking, you know, very young. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, you're you're actually kind of somewhat combining two different cases that we have in the state of Florida. So to tease them out in the little John situation, it was actually mom who very trustingly had informed a teacher, you know, my daughter is, in, in, in essence, paraphrasing, my daughter is undergoing, experiencing some confusion here. And, um, oh, wow. And so we'll, you know, we'll allow her to use a nickname, but, but, but did not, certainly did not authorize anything beyond that. And, and in essence, mom, who had been the teacher, who had been the volunteer of the year in that school, was just trusting that this teacher, that she could, share this with the teacher and they would partner together mm -hmm. in being able to, you know, uh, walk this child through a time of confusion. That was far from what happened. Mom, then, then the teacher ran with it and the administration ran with this and froze the parent out of the situation and, and then met, but they didn't, they didn't counsel her. That's a different case, but they met with the child right. and created a gender support plan that, would have put this child in harm's way, asked her, what bathroom do you want to use? And now you're alone in the bathroom with, with, with males or what room, what sex do you want to room with during, during field trips? Now you're going to allow this child potentially to sleep in the same room all night alone with a, with a young boy. How can any educator think that's a good idea, but even more insidious, how do you want to be known when your parents are around how do you want to be referred to your name? What pronouns to use when your parents are around communications with the parents versus when they're not around? So essentially co conspiring with the child to deceive, exclude and deceive her parents. How any educator can think this is a good idea for children is far beyond me. It's far beyond me, too. It's shocking. And you're right. Thank you for clarifying some of those distinctives. Uh, it, it, it is so sad to think that parents cannot trust the teachers of their children when they have them in school, even if they think they can, as 
was apparently this case. We see now that it can't be uh, something that we can assume anymore. And I guess one of the things that I'm praying that this film will do and that uh, the organization that uh, Sherry uh, is a part of, uh, I'm praying that it would be successful in waking people up to this thing that they can't just look a blind eye toward the school and make an assumption that everything's going to be handled the way they would want it handled, because that well, is Mike, clearly you know, not the case. In in addressing your, your consternation, um, I really do encourage parents to, fi- to watch, download, watch Truth and Lies in, in American Education, because it exposes it brings us to our senses about something that has been slowly happening over the course of decades. Right. We're like frogs in the water. We have to realize as parents that we have slowly been outsourcing our parental authority over the course of time. And that is not to say that, you know, that's not a, that's not to to accuse parents of, of any wrongdoing in any way. It's frankly, it's what we were encouraged to do. Public schools encouraged us to drop off our kids and, and leave the rest to us. But we're at a point now where this film pulls back the curtain and when you and pulls off the cover off what was going on underneath. And when you begin to realize we've outsourced too much mm-hmm. yeah. and just trusted. And so when you're when you're realizing that there are various for, various both sexual and gender and racial ideologies that are that that the that activists are using the public school system which is basically a socialist model to access our children and then to take advantage of their their developmental vulnerability children are still learning what is true they're learning what is accurate history. They're learning what is accurate, what is true, what is reality. That is part of the growth process. And I believe that there are those who are taking advantage of that naivete that all children have to rewrite, to rewrite truth mm-hmm. to them, yeah. to rewrite history, which is one of the, one of the excellent uh, interviewers in the film to rewrite basic biology, which is what I talk about with gender ideology, to rewrite the the, the interface between the, the races when it comes in a way that is toxic and sets us against each other and against ourselves. And here is an interface where we're, we're learning how these different ideologies, when they've teamed up, can be so harmful to children. It's like It's like teaching people that they can build a skyscraper based upon false math. And if you passionately and deeply believe that two plus two equals five, and you build your skyscraper with with engineering that uses that premise that two plus two is five, because you passionately believe that when you build that thing, it will topple Mm -hmm. and it will kill everyone within it. Right. And it's the same thing with children. So if you care about human suffering, then you will speak out against the lies and the untruths and the ideologies that are being propagated in our communities and in our schools to children that inevitably will lead to the destruction of lives. If, if not immediately, then inevitably 
down the road. I agree. Vernadette Broyles, thank you for being with us. The website for the film is truthandliesfilm.us. Vernadette, will be checking in, I hope, in the future. And thank you for being with us for one more time here on The Shepherd. Always my pleasure, Mike. You take care now. All right. My goodness, a lot to talk about right there, but we're out of time. Thank you so much for being with us today. We'll see you next time on Afternoons with Mike.